Welcome, everyone. You're listening to the Imperfect Podcast. I'm Kathy. And I'm Kennedy. Join us on this week's episode as we discuss intriguing topics and people of interest that will inspire us to explore all of the unique pieces of ourselves. We are all imperfectly perfect. We're We're glad glad you're you're here. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Imperfect Podcast. Thank you for tuning in again. Uh, Mom and I were talking before we started recording and uh, we've gotten a lot of feedback recently, recently, I mean throughout the whole process, but been getting direct messages from people and talking about the impacts of our messages and our episodes. So thank you so much for reaching out. We love to hear from you guys. Yeah, pretty cool. People that had been struggling with some things in their lives and for whatever reason, uh, something we said made them take a step towards whatever direction they decided to go. So yeah, yeah it's kind of kind of neat to hear, hear those kind of things back. It is great to hear. And it also helps us because because we're amateurs <laughs> at this. That, <laughs> yeah, right. It's good to hear that we are making an impact and that people things that we are saying are resonating with people so yeah it's great to hear yeah share it share it on your pages and that'll help it get out and maybe uh touch some other lives as well yeah exactly yeah so today uh we have a large topic we want to cover uh, and lots of information, great information. Uh, it's what is an inner child. And interestingly enough, I thought that I knew what an inner child was because for my age group specifically, um, and in and around there, it's become quite trendy to hear the word inner child. And I thought I knew what it meant. You know, it was one of those things that You want to reconnect with your younger self and feel alive again and all of these sorts of things and um, come to find out it's more than just that base level that we hear about on social media a lot. And mom had said that she doesn't see it as much as I do because she's in a totally different age bracket, right? So pretty um, much haven't heard the term for 30 years. (laughs) Right. And so on that, uh, yeah. Mom actually did a thesis, come to find out, yeah, um, however many years ago. Anyways, uh, she was the one that introduced me into the more, um, I don't know the proper word to say, but it was more than I had realized. So maybe you want to talk about that. Yeah. So um, I guess the best place to start is what the inner child is. It's actually part of your subconscious that has been recording your whole life, things that um, you didn't even know were going on in your brain. It, it's kept track of all those things, your memories, beliefs, um, even emotions you felt at that time. It, uh, the concept actually came from a Swiss psychologist, uh, or psychiatrist, sorry. His name was uh, Carl Jung, and he linked the concept of the internal child to past experiences, memories, and Uh, like a more innocent time, you know, the playfulness, creativity, and, you know, when we were kids and had hope for the future. So uh, it's not just an expression of your child self, it's actually your lived experiences, and they all stay in your subconscious. Mm -hmm. And some of our memories, memories can be warm reminders of positive experiences we've had, like, 
I think of the smell of grandma's cookies or, you know, uh, shows that we watched specifically on certain days of the week. Um, but it can also store the not so good memories too. Like the time your pet went over the rainbow bridge or when you got left out of your group of friends. So we're molded by the experiences that happened to us in childhood, whether positive or nurturing or painful and traumatic. Um, so yeah, these, these early experiences have a significant impact on how we see ourselves and how we behave as adults and because they create imprints that have lasting impact on our lives. Right. And depending on your experiences, uh, that little person that lives kind of, it's not really like, it's not a split personality or anything, but (laughs) it's just kind of like your subconscious mind. That's really actually driving the bus. A lot of people don't realize that, but, uh, that little person that lives inside your subconscious mind and the one that had those early experiences, basically um, he's sitting back there and um, kind of deciding some things in your life that maybe you don't want decided, but it's his job to his or her job, I guess, uh, to protect you and avoid perhaps painful experiences that had happened to you in your past. So some people's inner child is fairly content and happy go lucky you know the the experimental uh person that lets you have some curiosity and fun memories in your life um but then there's the other side of the coin some people that maybe don't have great experiences and great memories uh from their childhood and that can be a completely other story right and talking about it being this little person, so to speak, in your mind and in yourself, you know, why won't this little kid shut up, so to speak? You know, why does it keep coming up things randomly from our past? So the inner child and its experiences actually become a part of our psyche for life. And although the inner child was meant to be that spontaneous, energetic and playful, embracing part of us, it's sometimes ends up repressing and shutting down and sabotaging our best self interestingly enough and this is the side of the inner child that I don't see so much on social media and you know the fads Mm -hmm. that are happening Um, it's more about reconnect to your inner child because it's a positive experience but sometimes that's not the case yeah Uh, everything everything we've experienced basically has been stored back there and colored by whatever tint was put on it at at the time. You know, was this a positive thing? Was it a negative thing? And it forms a lot of our unconscious beliefs um, rather than the actual reality in our life. It's kind of a bizarre, you know, rose colored glasses or or black colored glasses uh, phenomena. And like I had said earlier, it's it's that subconscious's purpose to keep you safe so uh, sometimes you can see things come up in your life we've all experienced it I'm sure fear resistance avoidance to some something that sometimes you're not even sure why that's even there but Mm. it's actually your inner child and your subconscious mind telling you that's an unsafe situation based on something you've experienced in your past yeah that's what I was going to say it's kind of a you perceive an unsafe situation so it's automatically your past self coming out and going well I recognize this um so the part like I was saying that we don't hear about is what is known as the wounded inner child Mm -hmm. Um, and mom introduced me to a man named John Bradshaw I didn't so, introduce you to him. Well, you know what I'm getting at. Because he's intro- passed away, but yeah. yes. 
So yeah, passed away in 2016, but he was an educator, a counselor, a motivational speaker, and he was actually an author who was active in the self-help movement of the 80s and the 90s. So John Bradshaw mixed Carl Jung's work with Maslow's hierarchy of needs and the ages and stages of Eric Erickson's personality development scale to expand the initial concept of the inner child to the wounded inner child. So yeah. his his work was based on the theory that gaps and the lack of fulfillment of needs along with negative experiences in childhood can cause maladaptations throughout one's life. Right. Yeah. So so babies are born into the world and we're totally dependent on our parents for love and our needs, our shelter. Um, unfortunately, some kids are born into situations where their parents are ill-equipped. They just, they didn't learn these lessons growing up. So what do I do with this baby? Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it ends up with kids not having their needs met or being actually even harmed by those who were intended to protect them. Yeah. Yeah. So when parents fail to provide these needs, the emotional, the psychological, the physical shelter, all those sorts of things, Mm -hmm. it can result eventually in adults who are stuck in trauma and remained just ruled by an inside force and what is known as essentially the wounded inner child. Right. And don't get us wrong here. It's not, I mean, I'm a parent myself and I'm not looking to uh, point the finger at parents. Um, It's, it's just, in some cases we perceive events Mm. um, in our own minds in certain ways. I'm sure that most of our parents did the very best they could with the resources they had, but uh, kids still sometimes experience inner child wounds that affect them throughout their lives. Yeah, so the wounded child is a model of negative emotional patterns that an individual has experienced as a child. So these wounds can come out um, through physical abuse, mental, emotional, sexual. There's neglect or trauma. And most often they occur before the individual reaches the age of seven. So though this isn't always the case and can progress past this age up to adolescence, uh, the ages between, you know, essentially zero and seven are the most influential. Right. And when there is trauma uh, that creates a wounded inner child personality in your subconscious, it can cause a lot of trouble to uh, the adult, as I had mentioned earlier, dealing with emotions and relationships with other people. Sometimes there's addiction, self-concept issues, uh, and dealing with life in general. Yeah. Yeah. Having this little, you know, you can imagine fearful, angry, jealous, critical, emotionally hurt child who's kind of driving the bus from the back seat there. uh, it, It can really merge into what you're wanting to do in your life or the, what the logical feeling or response might be and uh, it can end up clouding your thoughts and feelings it can even trigger some stuff from your past you know some people have a lot of triggers in their lives and perhaps this is where they're coming from it can really interfere with your reasoning and uh, ability to make decisions effectively yeah I was gonna give the example of a filter almost it kind of filters your view um it's yeah it just it creates this extra barrier 
when you're trying to perceive a, a real life and right this moment right now situation, your your younger self, what has happened in the past, those experiences can greatly influence how you experience and how you perceive present situations. For sure. Yeah. So John Bradshaw came up with a mnemonic formula that goes along with the world the word contaminate. Um, it's and each letter in the word contaminate stands for a word that would describe the uh, inner the wounded inner child personality type or archetype basically. So the C would stand for codependence. Then we have offender behavior, narcissistic disorders, and manipulation of others, trust issues, acting out or acting in behaviors magical beliefs, intimacy dysfunctions, uh, no discipline behaviors, addictive compulsive behaviors, thought distortion, and emptiness like apathy and depression. Those are um, words that he came up to, uh, came up with to describe uh, the markers of what the wounded inner child actually could be going through. Yeah, and to further that, that thought, we actually have a list of just some signs that could be indicative of a wounded inner, uh, a wounded inner child, sorry. So maybe we'll read one for one back and forth. Um, sure, there's there, a lot of them here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, one is a deep feeling that there is something wrong with you. So that could be defined as a people pleaser. Yeah. If you're not able to let go of possessions or people, um, maybe you're a hoarder even. Yeah, and in extreme cases, uh, if you struggle with or feel guilty for setting boundaries. So this can be to avoid conflict. Right. If you're super driven or an overachiever, perfectionist, that type of personality type as well. Yeah, if you have problems starting and finishing tasks, uh, it can also be anxiety in new situations. Right, or a deep distrust of others and a uh, large fear of abandonment. Uh, if you are a rebel and feel alive when in conflict with someone else. Yeah, or constantly criticizing yourself for others. Or you feel ashamed at expressing emotions or ashamed of your body. So essentially everyone. <laughs> I think everyone can... <laughs> kind of check 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 yeah check. Yes. yeah yeah and we're not done so yeah. next we have addictions like overeating alcoholism sex addiction drugs gambling over shopping over stimulation internet phones you know the list goes on and on yeah you need to always be in control so you have lack lack of trust in others yeah or perhaps you have the never enough syndrome it's an ongoing need to be admired and validated by others repeating the same relationship mistakes over and over instead of considering your part in it so there's a, a quote of if you meet a jerk in the morning then you've met a jerk and if you've met a jerk all day maybe it's you that's the jerk <laughs> yeah <laughs> that can be true um how about fearing abandonment and inability to be alone uh we see this sometimes in people who always need a boyfriend or always need a girlfriend yeah never can be alone uh difficulty and confusion in knowing what you want or how you feel difficulty expressing emotions getting triggered and defensive or emotionally volatile so acting like a child so you'd be lashing out blaming inflicting cruel punishment punishment of others as retaliation to get back at them so to speak 
Right. If you're a people pleaser. Social anxiety. Over competitive. Fear of making mistakes. So procrastination. I see your fear of making mistakes and I raise you fear of anger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And there's just a few others. Fear of anger. Fear of trying new things. Difficulty setting boundaries or saying no. And repetitive situations. So mm. long, long list. And I mean, this might be a little presumptive, but I think everyone can kind of see themselves somewhere in that list. I have multiple myself, so right, yeah. Right, right. Kind of like the Grinch. You want yeah. to live on top of Mount Crumpet or wherever it was. Yeah, because yeah, his feelings were hurt, right? That's basically what the whole story was. And Great comparison. Yeah, yeah when he was they, younger, all they were, they were. Yeah, that incident happened at the school gift exchange or whatever, and yeah. He, he, you know, held on to that and made excuses in his mind why he couldn't go down there. And then he hated them and they were trying to be kind to him. Or And there's that, like, there's that famous scene of, yes, I'm going. No, I'm not going. You know what? I don't even know what to wear. You know what? I'm not going. So <laughs> coming true. up with excuses. We just watched that the other of, night. Actually, avoidance. So, avoidance yeah. of the situation. That's a whole other one. So yeah, that's a good yeah. comparison, actually. So we were going to talk a little bit more about the repetitive situation category. Um basically our body always keeps track it doesn't forget a thing i mean you might not remember it up in your conscious mind but it, that's like less than five percent of your brain going on the rest is this guy back here so your body does keep a record of your internal childhood experiences and if you perceive those to be wounds or what have you um and it keeps going through that emotional garbage and somehow it finds ways to creep back into our lives until we deal it and resolve those issues. Um, excuse me, types of wounds and types of relationships that we further attract into our life as we go through living our life. It's almost like a big magnet that mm -hmm. brings those original wounds back in our life again it's like we subconsciously recreate those unhealthy dynamics indefinitely until we look after the patterns so uh doing some inner work and having a, a greater awareness of trying to actually i mean i know it's no fun but embracing that pain and and get rid of some of that crap so you don't keep bringing it back in the house type of thing yeah, yeah and how interesting it is i find it's easier to pick out those repeated behaviors in other people. And it's harder to see it in yourself because you're living it, right? Um, so there's certain types of wounds and types of relationships we attract into our life and they generally mirror the original wounds from our childhood. So think yeah. of abandonment, for example. Yeah. If you were abandoned for, you know, you think immediately as a parent, but it could have been a grandparent or just, anyway, abandonment. And then later on, you're feeling like mom was saying about you always need someone around. So you always need a boyfriend or girlfriend. You can't be alone because you yeah. don't want to be abandoned. So just as yeah. an example. Yeah, it's true. Um, unless you get through those type of things, you could keep bringing them back. I mean, I've got a little four thing list here 
if you've experienced guilt, if that was an, a wound to you as a child, then you will attract people that make you feel guilty. If you felt abandoned as a child, the wound would look like uh, you attracting more emotionally unavailable people into your life. If you had trust issues, you'd end up with people that don't make you feel safe. Or if you were neglected, you can bring in people into your lives that don't appreciate you and make you feel uh, kind of unworthy, unseen. So mm -hmm. it's like you're living it over and over again. So mm -hmm. I guess the premise here is you can't just get over it or get, you know, around it. You pretty much have to go through it. Yeah. Yeah. Great way to put it. Um, it's more of a discovery process. It's not a point the finger process. So it's like Mama's saying, it's you, you don't go around, you have to go through. That's a, that's a good way to put it. Um, so, I mean, I'm sure we're not the only ones. I mean, I had a pretty great childhood from my memory, but no one has a perfect childhood. Uh, everyone has unresolved and unconscious patterns of their own. So mm -hmm. uh, th the big question is, how do I reach my inner child? So you don't have to look at this child as a person separate from yourself. Mom was saying this little person. So it's not separate from yourself. Instead, consider them a, a representation of your past experiences. So yeah. anyone can get in touch with their inner child and benefit from this process. It's mm -hmm. It helps you eliminate stress and frustration and triggers and allows you to deal with others more effectively as well and why they might react in certain ways in certain situations you might better understand them yeah not only them but yourself and right. why you know I, i'm sure we can all relate to times in our lives where we've reacted and then after the fact thought why did i do that or right. what you know that's so not typical of me and again in your conscious mind perhaps not but you know sitting in the back seat yeah. giggling is, yeah, exactly you know is the kid driving the bus again yeah so yeah um there are four easy ways to access your inner child actually um you can look to kids for other other children for guidance right um they're so carefree and playing with them can help you rekindle your memories of childhood sometime um even watching movies or television shows that you like to watch when you were a child can help stir up some of those feelings or memories that, you know, maybe you want to get in touch with again. Yeah. And you can also revisit childhood memories. So photos and other mementos can help you tap back into the emotional space reflected in the image in the past. So you might see a parent or sibling in the photo, or you might see a certain t-shirt you had on that you remembered. I remember specific clothing from when I was younger. So um, to think of those things, it brings me back. Um, you can also ask family and friends for stories that they can share with you. So this is like a, a reminiscing um, sort of situation where you might evoke feelings and memories that you'd completely forgotten about mm -hmm. you can also do things that you enjoy things that brought you joy in childhood uh, maybe you used to like to go with your friends and do picnics in the afternoon mm -hmm. um swimming at the local gravel pit those are both like kind of examples i was gonna me, yeah i was gonna say <laughs> the Mom, gravel this pit. Is your life <laughs> <laughs> so yeah or you know maybe you spent hours biking or played ball hockey I don't know what your thing was but uh yeah if you go back to doing some of those things I think we had mentioned those in almost ev every episode so far in right. trying to reconnect and and find things you did like 
to do when you were younger. Yeah. And the point is, is these are things that you didn't have to do. It was stuff that you enjoyed to do and you just did it because you enjoyed them. And it's funny how we become adults. Well, it's not funny, but we become adults and we lose those little bits of ourselves as, as we've mentioned before, but um, we've all been there, unfortunately. So it, it's, yeah. we're just, mom and I are trying to share the message of to get back into those things because it's beneficial in many respects. Yeah, I can relate to that as well. Yeah. So another thing you could give a try would be uh, using expressive media, coloring, doodling, sculpting, that sort of thing. Uh, that can actually stimulate different areas of the brain. And when you allow your active mind to kind of go numb there for a minute, uh, sometimes you can have emotions surface that uh, kind of, you know, are going in the direction of where you're wanting to be and, and reconnecting. Yeah. And the point is, is that adults can't return to their childhood and um, they just have to begin again for, you know, there's this thing called uh, self reparenting and uh, it's done. Maybe you want to speak more on it, mom. She had done a thesis years ago and she knows a bit well, more on it. Well, pre I just want to, the only thing I changed about what you said was we had just recently, like the, the four pointers that we gave in reconnecting to your inner child, that's kind of more a, a groundwork for people who had mostly positive experiences. On the other hand, um, where we can also be looking at people who didn't have positive experiences and know full well that they have a whole bunch of baggage sitting back there. Right. Um, and as you were saying, adults can't return to your childhood, but uh, if you really suspect that you have a wounded inner child that you uh, want to independently go deeper and maybe see if you can deal with some of that stuff yourself, um, there's actually a technique called self-reparenting. It was uh, come up with by a psychotherapist named Muriel James. She was the one that uh, developed that idea. And uh, the inner work develops a greater awareness in embracing your pain. It's difficult, but it will help uh, resolve a lot of the issues that we spoke here of today. Um, it can, reparenting essentially is just simply giving yourself what you didn't receive in your own childhood. That's how I your, think of it, yeah. For, from your original parents or caregivers. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly how I think of it. I didn't know how to describe, but I think of it like you're essentially reparenting yourself now that you've become an adult. Uh, it involves learning to give yourself love, respect, and dignity that you deserved when you were young, but maybe didn't get. Mm -hmm. So this process can help um, make it easier to understand your adult experiences so you can heal from your pain in the past, defeat the old negative tapes playing in your head, learn to self-partner. So essentially become your best friend, your own best friend, and handle mm -hmm. any future challenges with self-compassion. So just the awareness of your child self can also help you regain a sense of joy and wonder in your adult life. Right. Because, you know, if you have had really bad experiences, we have the tendency to, to put that away and not look at it anymore. So you're probably missing some some good memories in with some of that stuff. So we do have some reparenting steps if that's something that you're looking to uh, go into a little bit further. So we're looking at an age focus mostly younger than seven. Uh, 
look at the innocence of that little person. Imagine yourself when you were young. Uh, I've also heard of the activity of putting a picture of yourself at that age on the mirror. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. to kind of remind yourself that, you know, there, there is a little person still kind of living in there. Yeah. And that's often what I see actually on social media is, you know, put a picture of your, your younger self in some mirror or something you're going to see every day. So you're reminded of, oh, there's little Kennedy or whatever. Um, But to visualize those things, it's, it's hard for me personally, just speaking about myself here, I find between the ages of, you know, essentially zero and seven, it's hard for me to remember stuff that happened way back then mm-hmm. um some people don't have as many issues as thinking of things when they were younger that young at that um but i find it's harder for me to think of things um so i don't feel that i'm alone in that but uh, mom gave a great tool as well as something you can think of is think of a toy that you had when you were younger and so i can easily think of a, a blanket that i had when i was little and you start with the blanket and suddenly you're thinking about another event and you're thinking of the next. And that's kind of how you go down that path of, you know, visualizing and being in that space of between zero and seven. Right. You can also write a letter to yourself, uh, something that I know it's kind of weird to talk about, but you know, you're a little <laughs> Kathy, you, know? you don't suck as bad as you thought. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that sort of a thing, you know, um, to just give yourself acknowledgement. Maybe you didn't get that growing up. Hopefully you did. But sometimes it's strange to imagine us going back and being our parent to ourselves. But hey, if if that's a need that needs filled and this simple technique could help you, then why not? Yeah. And you need to allow yourself to feel emotions. So oh, yeah. all, all the time we're shamed for crying or we're not permitted to express anger. Like our emotions are supposed to be suppressed. Like what, what's about that? Um, I shame you for crying? <laughs> not me, but I know very much in society, men are, you know, oh, yeah. looked down upon if they show any if they shed any tear like where did that come from why is that a thing suck Um, it up walk it off yeah Yeah. and I mean men aren't the only ones with sadness I mean we're supposed to toughen up in life and not show our emotions out in public we're supposed to keep that to ourselves but every emotion is valid and it has purpose um sadness is an emotion um that can allow us to heal and anger is one that may have been boundaries like it might anger might have be coming out because of boundaries that have been violated in the past and so something similar happens and you react with anger but unprocessed unprocessed emotions can block the energy energy of the body so Mm -hmm. you need to allow yourself to feel those yeah yeah so also uh, meeting your inner child needs as an adult can uh, include things like If you felt neglected as a child, you know, maybe join a support group for people who will accept you the way you are. Uh, Mm -hmm. Also, take a listen to yourself and see maybe you're talking negatively to yourself, calling yourself names that maybe you're bullied with Mm -hmm. or other things from your childhood. Uh, I don't remember particularly being bullied by myself, but I know there's a little voice in there, not a little voice. Sometimes she's loud. 
And sometimes I have to tell her to shut up. But I only learned that in yeah. the last few years, you know, that voice of, oh, you'll never, or, oh, of course you didn't, or, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. And in turn, you can use positive affirmations, positive affirmations, excuse me, like I'm a good person. You mm -hmm. are unique and special. It's okay to make mistakes, things like that. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Yeah, and get more in tune with your emotions. Uh, maybe integrate the parts you've disowned and look at some of your triggers, places where you've had strong judgments. And, you know, some people like to say, well, I just feel that way because I feel that way. But why do you feel that way? And right. that opinion was formed at some time. Is it you don't want to look at the other options because that makes you feel safe where you're sitting? Uh, work, you can also work on unlearning learned behaviors uh things like let me think for a minute um some people believe that they always need somebody by their side they can't do anything by themselves or the previous example to i always need a boyfriend if i don't have a boyfriend I, i'm not somebody or mm. you know that's yeah and children ironically are often shushed or punished for showing too much emotion, but the body never forgets that experience. Mm -hmm. So unprocessed emotions can be stored in the body, even if we don't realize it, and it can manifest into more complicated conditions and maybe even physical illness later in life. Physical illness and mental illness. Yeah, well. that as yeah. well. Yeah. So meditation is another thing that you could look at doing. Uh, you need to give yourself time to do that and not have interruptions. I would say you'd need at least 15 minutes. You can think back to um, when you were younger, your earliest memory. Sometimes yeah. that's hard to come up with. So maybe think about the room that you had as a child or a special toy, uh, places you used to go, things like that, that will just kind of, uh, get your memories flowing a little bit. Yeah. Um, how were you feeling in that moment? Was there, uh, other people around? Was it happy? Was it sad? How did that feel for you? Was there an emotion, you know, if, if it was a little bit of a sensitive time, was there an emotion that was established? You know, maybe you fell down the stairs and, you were embarrassed. So now in groups of people, you become embarrassed. So remembering that and thinking about the emotions that were perhaps connected to it, do they still play a part today in, in groups of large people? If you're still feeling intimidated and shy, all because you fell down the stairs when you were seven, you know, maybe that would give you the, the the insight to look at the situation and perhaps reevaluate that maybe you didn't need that emotion there to protect you anymore. Right. And that also goes without saying there's some situations specifically that um, maybe you're not comfortable or it's not safe for yourself to process those emotions alone. So in those situations, you should maybe acquire a, pro a professional because, you know, we're just talking, you know, skinning your knee on the pavement, falling down the stairs, little things, a pet that passes on when you're four years old or whatever. But sometimes situations can be a bit more extreme than that. And we understand that. So you may want to seek a professional in those situations. Yeah. But um, as I was mentioning earlier, inner child, I find, I mean, mom's not seeing it on her social media, but I do. I find the inner child that we talk about today is often about gumdrops and rainbows, like go down a slide and relive your inner child. And 
sometimes it's, I, I didn't realize sometimes that's not where the inner child is always. And some people have bad memories as a child and not everyone's childhood is perfect. So we also need to have those reflections of when we were younger as well, um, because your inner child can also lend you strength and regain wonder and optimism and joy in your life. And you can find a new self. You can regain your self-confidence, uh, I guess is what I'm trying to say by revisiting those situations when you were younger and maybe some aren't very comfortable situations to process. Mm-hmm. So if you're interested in finding out a little bit more, we just we just barely touched the tip of the iceberg there. Um, if you want to find out more, a good place to start would be The Homecoming by John Bradshaw. I don't have it right here with me, but we had mentioned it earlier. I'm sure you can get it on Amazon or chapters, that sort of thing. Um, neither of us are registered psychologists. So if reaching your inner child is too difficult, too big a uh, uh, task to deal with on your, your own, if you know there's some major stuff there that you need to process, uh, please get guidance from a mental health professional. Right. This is this podcast and this episode is just serving the purpose of maybe expanding your knowledge on inner child work. Um, and I feel like we covered a lot in a short time. So also just processing the information or maybe re-listening to the episode might be helpful. But as mom was mentioning, we're we're not psychologists. So if you have some deep-rooted inner child wounded things to go through, make sure you please, please, please uh reach out for professional help. Sure. Yeah. But on that note, thank you so much again for tuning in for another episode. Uh, We know this was a lot to process and uh, we're always open for feedback or questions even. And if we don't have the answer to those questions, we will try our darndest to find those for you. Um, You can always reach out to us by email or by visiting our website. So yeah, thank you so much. And we will see you next Monday. Bye. If you or someone you know has a unique story to tell, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at theimperfectpodcast at outlook.com. For more information and how to connect with us on social media, you can visit us at our website, theimperfectpodcast.ca. And from whichever platform you are listening to this episode, be sure to like, share, and leave us a review. We would really appreciate your feedback. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We look forward to hearing your feedback and seeing you all find that extra joy and embrace your own imperfect. See you next week. week.